0: once again welcome to the laughing matters podcast and as always i am ws walker and to start things off i have a little bit of an an announcement and an an announcement that i am pretty proud of i am quitting nicotine finally it's an addiction that spent far too many years partaking in i uh, I started smoking cigarettes when I was fourteen or fifteen and and have successfully quit smoking cigarettes I'll have you know for several years now, but I took up vaping and while that that does have a significant decrease in the dangers and medical issues that come from that compared to smoking, still not good I'm not yeah but I did uh, I got myself down from fifty milligrams uh, which is like five percent to three milligrams, which is like point three percent uh nicotine levels in the juices I was using but I was still you know i was still cultivating that oral fixation I mean I do have an oral fixation to start with but but that oral fixation end of the addiction and whatever the aspect of the Addiction is that has, you know, has breathing something in that has weight to it on your lungs. That's a hard thing to kick, but I devised another way to wean myself down to zero. And that has been, uh, it's been pretty awesome, actually. Uh, I So what I did was I purchased these metal D&D coins. It was a, a toss up between that and some pirate coins. I'll post links for both. You can let me know which one, uh, how bad of a decision I made. And uh, they're they're about the size of a quarter. And they came with this drawstring leather pouch. And so I've started carrying them in my pocket in the pouch. And each one of these coins is worth a drag off the vape. It was a pouch of, I think, 50 coins. And I just, throughout the day, starting on, you know, the next day I woke up and I started paying one coin per drag off of the vape and at the end of the day I took the rest that was in the bag I poured that into a drawer and then I emptied, I'm using this little baby Yoda cup as the payout which makes it a little bit fun because it's a picture of him with a little cup and he kind of looks like a landlord that you're knocking on his door. (laughs) He's like, what's going on? And so it's kind of like paying it out to little baby Yoda, who has become my nicotine pimp. I didn't think of it that way. Okay, anyways, at the end of that first day, I I poured out the baby Yoda cup into the bag, which was emptied just before that. (laughs) I swear it comes around, guys. As I go through the day now, I put, you know, any used coins or spent coins into that uh, cup and it's considered spent for the day. And I only have as many coins as I have in the pouch for the day, which means I only have that many drags. And at the end of the night, every couple of days or so, I go to the Baby Yoda cup and I take one coin out and I set it out into a stack that hopefully will keep growing and I pour the rest into my pouch and one by one, I'm taking them down. And because I've assigned a cost to it, it makes it so much more difficult to justify a cheat. It now has a one-to-one cost that I know that if I devalue it with a cheat, the entire system goes down and plus it makes it feel a bit like i'm shoplifting never mind that i'm shoplifting from myself but the the act of paying it to baby yoda each time that i'm paying it out to something other than me or my pocket it gives it just enough flavor of stealing from someone else and if you've ever seen baby yoda's eyes you don't oh, come on man i'm telling you right now this idea helps so much and having this idea about paying out these little pieces of gold for something that's not good for me got me thinking of another kind of payment from a pouch of sorts, but one that we're not, we're not really allowed to hold the pouch. In this pouch, the, the coins are ours. And in this way, I kind of, I kind of love imagining us counting out x amount of coins and slapping them down on whatever nearby surfaces that uh, you know where we're going to engage in whatever activity that takes us x amount of hours. It particularly tickles me to think of the imagery of us getting ready to lay down for the night. You know, going to bed. All types, like the clean-cut, prim guy lying down as a routine. Eight coins down to nice even stacks showing practiced organization or the guy that is coming in completely trashed at the end of the night grabbing a fistful of coins and just tossing them on the bedside table several of them rolling noisily off the sides onto the floor but we aren't reaching into the pouch now it's it's more like a disembodied hand reaches out and hands off the requested amount of coins We're never really allowed to place our hands inside or outside of the pouches to to feel around. You know, we have no idea, absolutely no idea how many are left or how close we're getting to its bottom. And since I've had this thought I've also found myself frequently thinking about those almost tangible hour coins and how I'm slapping them down for things that would ...pretty certainly frustrate the owner of the disembodied hand... ...and the doler outer of those coins. And sometimes the decisions we make in our life... ...well, they add coins to the purse and sometimes... ...sometimes they subtract in much larger numbers than we would assume. You only have a finite number of hours... Yeah, we we add and subtract from them, but these are the only hours that you have left to spend contributing to the story of this. The story of this right here. Not to mention the fact that our lives, it takes like nearly 20 years for us to get really steady on our feet and up and running. And the last 20 or 40 years, more or less... They start the process of feebling most of us. And yet, we drift from what we know is the most important. And so many of us drift, myself included. Take for example TVs. Now the majority of us do not use this technology to create or communicate or better someone else's life with it we don't use it for that as much as we use it to fill time you know then allow us to be sedentary in the same space mobilized and comfortable or as a way to quote pass the time pass the time is a bit more like taking an X amount of those coins those hours of your remaining limited balance And waving your hand at them and going, "Ah, nothing productive to do here. Or, I surrender these hours for I have no use for them. For they are useless to me. Now people see these hours as much needed breaks from a busy schedule. I get that. And that you're taking time to recharge while being told stories. Or what's happening elsewhere in the world. Or taking looks inside other people's mostly scripted lives or watching people risk it all for a chance at something, but it's still surrendering usable hours when you could be strengthening an interpersonal connection or giving thanks to God or helping one of the countless people that could use your help right now or that could just use a couple of nice words or kindness or you know, would love it if someone checked in with them. Just see how they're doing. Simplest little things can mean so much. It's time that you have that you could use to convey something that is good. It's time where you can research or learn. Where you can better yourself at whatever you're purpose ends up being in this life. For me, it's, for me, it's more time that I could slash should be writing and filming and editing the shows and working on King the Book Agent so I can go to publish. <laughs> Little sidebar here, I've had several people ask why I don't just publish the book on Amazon. Well, Amazon has this three-year exclusive contract which nobody else can publish the book except for Amazon. And I would prefer to have the option to have an agent getting a deal with a a publishing house, you know, where there would be some marketing push on the book to get it into more hands instead of me, just me, (laughs) just me out there up flyers. I am not a man of many means guys, I'm gonna need some help with this, and I am of the sincerest opinion that if I can just get one of these agents to read it and take it seriously while reading it, I will almost certainly then have someone fighting professionally on the side of me trying to get the book out in their home territory. I mean, if you guys have come with me this far and you're still listening to the show, I've got to think that at least most of you would agree with me when I say that this is a message, a bunch of messages that deserve to get out there and that mankind needs to have available to those seeking for answers in the same categories my book lies within. It needs to be an available source of knowledge because this can't die with me, guys. This has to survive past me. It's something that I will definitely have to slap more coins down on. I'm sure that there are things in your life that... If you imagine that TV was not an option to fill time with, that there's something that you can think of, something that is definitely in the end run when keeping in mind the things that really matter is really, really worth your time. Sure, take some time to recover, to recoup, to wind down, but try not to surrender it as an activity I don't know if I talked about this on the show or if you guys know this about me yet, but growing up I did not have access to cable television I was strictly UHF band and we even had the little like dial TV so you had to find just, and, you know, the, the bunny ears and, but I, I, until I went to college I had never really gotten a chance to like sit down and watch some cable TV other than stuff that was taped for by other people that we got to borrow (laughs) it was always weird seeing commercials for like HBO and of course we had VHS tapes of you know movies which I grew up on my goodness but when I got to college I found myself getting heavily addicted to cable television It was included in the dorm room package. You had free cable all over campus. It wasn't that I would like slot times to sit and watch TV. No, It became something that was on in the background and that I would constantly turn attention away from other things to give attention to that. It was like the things that I had to do during the day were all piled in a bucket that was about the size of the time in which I had to do it. And I'd been pouring Concrete, which was cable television on top of it, filling in all the gaps in between the things I had to do. And the more sedentary I became, the more that concrete seemed to harden. It took more and more energy to get started on creating something or writing on something or doing all the other things that I could have been doing that would affect others. At this point in the podcast, you can probably pretty easily take a look in your life and see where you sit in your relationship with surrendering time to television, streaming services, YouTube, etc. And yes, to answer the question that I'm sure a couple of you thought of, I would not count time spent listening to this podcast or watching could help videos on YouTube or other videos under those categories those of you who tune in, you're hearing things that you could use to help shape a better way of thinking and being and acting in your decisions in this world. And that can help you really get the most value out of your time because, well, your time itself has enormous value. Throw it in a bowl to mix in a little effort and attention You can turn it into almost anything. So many of our hours are already spoken for by sleep and growing up and working and maintenance. And We need to treat those hours that aren't any of those, especially the ones that happen during the crucial middle period of your life, with far more reverence than we do this, as far as we know, it's your one go around in the waters of life and humanity's history. That how much of your life, your time here with us, shaping the great sculpture called Life on Earth, how much of that would you prefer to get thrown out? as time spent down the recommended video, YouTube rabbit hole, or binge watching a series. I want you to understand this is your legacy. But I don't want you to think that I'm calling you lazy. I'm not saying that you don't have a life. What I'm saying is It takes you away from the history being made of cause and effect. Binge-watching a show easily takes us out of the everyday flow of those interactions that shape our world. All of those things that can shape another's life, their mood, and most importantly, influence their decisions, are opted out of. And before you say that you've had entire friendships forged over a game or film or television series or some other fandom media. I'm simply pointing out to you that this exists. I'm not accusing you. Whether or not you yourself fall into these categories or degrees of it. That's going to be up for you to determine. Again, I'm not making any claims that in all cases of everything mentioned, they're definitely a yes or a no. Though we do love labeling so many things in that way for ease of mental categorization. This is just to help you understand another side of it. It's up to you to determine if this is accurate in your own life. But regardless of where you sit on the spectrum of this I think that anyone that does a real honest inventory I think that they would agree with me I think we all still need to look those hours that we're spending those hours that I'm spending they are far more valuable than I can know please be careful what you spend your coins on. I guess that's a that's a little bit of a pickup from the previous episode <laughs> uh, the fourth dimensional budget but uh, I don't know I, I got to think of that while I was walking around the yard. I also uh, got to thinking on another subject there. Uh, it was it was really foggy out. It was pontificating about what it is that I love so very, very much about fog. It fills the form of space, if that makes sense. It reminds us that the distance between the next thing we see and us is not just distance. It's an actual volume of oxygen and nitrogen and other particulates and... It's not empty space, but it's, it's filled up with a few gases and particulates. The idea that the volume filled from me to there and being completely surrounded on all sides, like being vacuum formed and having there be something real and tangible filling in all of what appears to be empty space is a lot like how I feel about how God exists in all things that we're surrounded by God at all moments and that there is nothing that is not made by God or made of God. In those moments, it, it still helps to use the tree for me. People who've listened to previous episodes probably know about the trees in my front yard that I use as kind of a grounding point. Um, a focal point because it's hard like when there isn't anything that isn't God it's hard to uh, wrap your brain around that and talk to him uh, sometimes so I find that picking an appendage so to speak uh, just to speak to a fingernail and so I pick a tree, and then, but before I do that, I picture the way the tree connects to the earth. The earth connects all of us, and the you know is floating out in space, which is also him. <laughs> and uh, and then I bring it back to the tree, and that just makes it so much easier to have that sense, but to talk to him and give a focal point. This is where we exist, we exist in the details. As if we can't exist in the all. But the reason I bring all that up is because in those moments, you know, in that fog, it still helps for me to use a tree as a singular focal point. But at the same time, when that fog rolls in, I feel wrapped in his presence. And the idea of every particle filling the space between and that or this or that makes me feel far more connected to all of it at every level and you know the idea that all of everything is made of God puts a very interesting light on the statement made in the Bible of God referring to himself as I am and I am that I am I mean If you are every sentient being in the entire universe's frame of reference, if you are all the frame of reference they will ever have, if there is literally nothing that exists that is not made of you and that is not you, what would you call yourself rather than simply I am? Nothing is the only thing that isn't you. If literally everything is a part of you, including every single process involved in naming oneself in a language, what could you possibly name yourself that could even begin to scratch the surface of what you are? Not to mention every name that we have out there, it already exists and refers to a part of God when you think of it. The only other name I could come up with would be to name oneself All. But that still falls short of it. I mean, it, it's so... Ah, the, the depth to it. Anyways, in those moments in the fog, I, I find myself blessed being able to see and feel that there is no emptiness within God's creations that even what appears to be empty is filled with him and things made of him there is no emptiness there is no moment in which I am not wrapped in him in a very real and physical way when it fogs I'm able to suddenly swim within him and take deep breaths of him. So the next time a fog rolls in, take some time to stroll out to a streetlight so you can see all the little particulates and have a talk with him while being wrapped up with him on all sides. Oh, if you want to get something for him that he'll really like, be good to them. Be good for them. And that gift's going to be fantastic. I'm W.S. Walker. You're the fantastic you. Be sweet.